It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 806. Happy Thursday, Gronks. What's happening? What's going on? I'm going to just do a round of applause. I'm feeling better today. <laughs> yeah, you're up and about yeah. today? Yeah. Is there any any uh, implemented any changes from yesterday? Any um, kind words coming through mm-hmm. to your Instagram account? You were feeling a bit low if you didn't watch mm-hmm. yesterday's Yeah, yeah. Scooter Derek actually just uh, messaged me. I need to write back. He's worried yep. about me. He said he's going to office works. Yeah. Do I need anything? He's good like that. Yeah, I mean, that's... That is a friend. Mate, you just spent two grand at Officeworks. What do you need? (laughs) Mate, what's another thousand on me credit? Um, No, but I did did, uh, take the afternoon off, which was a nice treat. Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, So, I mean, it's not too dissimilar to working, to be honest. It's just (laughs) transitioning to the... You could look at that at two ways. Either not good at switching off or I'm always not doing something. Well, I, I will say, because if you give it the parameters of I'm taking the Arvo off, mm-hmm. it could be just removing a level of feeling, a level of pressure. Like you may just dial the anxiety down based on saying that to yourself. And so, I, I was finding it quite funny because you were still on the text and you were still posting Instagram stories and you were still reading, you know, quotes. You were doing everything you normally do. Yeah. But if you felt different about it... I, I was on the bed though. Judgment. I was lying on the bed. So I think no, but that's I, what it I was. Know when, if, if I just, like, say if I decided to take the rest of the Arvo off mm-hmm. and I just sort of was Could you do it? Would you, why, why don't you take the Arvo off? I could take the Arvo off. What time from? One? Like two o'clock? Two o'clock. Yeah, why don't you do it from it straight after? What, one o'clock? I've got a bit to do. I've got a like, bit to do. What do you got do. to do? Jess might be grumpy about it. What, what's Jess? <laughs> no, oh, sorry, what, to, no, what have you got on? I've got a. Uh, Jess can have the off. day. I'm going to give Jess the whole day off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mason, he's not yeah, getting yeah, the fucking no, day Mason, off. Don't even think George? about it. I mean, every single. Well, I know that. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Mason will no, be the, in his cubby house and he'll be. I mean, he eats <laughs> like a kid too. I can just imagine he's got his slice apple and he's like all of his yeah. bits well, and pieces. Um, one of uh, a friend of mine, her, her mum has a business that used to do something called a Duna Day. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about it this morning. Duna Day. You wake up, you feel it could be mental health related. I think it mm-hmm. wasn't specifically. It was just if you felt shit. It wasn't back when it when I, I got told this, there wasn't as much dialogue around how you feel and how's your mental health, are you anxious, all that. Yeah. But I think it does. It's like that is, the Duna Day is, can I just jump in bed? I don't want to do all the work today and I just want to disconnect a bit. So, But also by actually yeah. saying this is what you're going to do, yeah. if you do do work, it's a win. But if it's yeah. the other way around, if you're still working and you're in that state, you could be like, I'm just fucking around here. I'm just reading a book. This doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And so then that's that just saying the words and then just sort of mm-hmm. dialing it all back. So you, it's almost taking away the pressures of a work day. Yeah. Um, and so the book you were reading yesterday, mm-hmm. I was I, when I saw you doing that, I was like, ah, that's good, that's good, that's a great book for where yeah, you're so, at at the moment. So this is the this is the book. It's by um, the guys who uh, founded Basecamp. It used to be called Thirty Seven Signals. Twenty um, year old software business now. I think is it twenty years old? It's been yeah, around for I'm a long time. It is. It is crazy. You you gifted that book to me. Mm-hmm. I read it, left it in the sun, and the oh, right. cover disconnected from the, the 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 spine of it. And I was like, oh fuck! But I got I most feel, of the way through. I feel like I, I was through. slightly worried giving it to you because there was the sense of there's a few things that are controversial in here. Yeah. That if yeah. you're not all across, like I would be worried Mason potentially reading this 
at the age of 20 because it's like he <laughs> hasn't really, because it's like, you know, saying no to meetings. It's like if Mason ever says no to a meeting, I'll tell him to fuck off. You know what I mean? But I could imagine he reads this yeah. book and it's like, Hey man, I couldn't yeah. contact you today. It's like oh, look, deep work, you know. No yeah, meetings. deep work. Look, look, your revenue goals. I don't believe in them. Like <laughs> yeah, we don't we need don't revenue need goals. goals. <laughs> we tried it, and it, and you know, there was a lot of anxiety, and so we're trying to dial back the anxiety. So I don't yeah. care about your revenue goal, Josh. Yeah, I mean, so on the cover <laughs> of the book, it says um, ATM. Like, so it has a big cross out of all of these things, and it says eighty-hour weeks, packed schedules, super busy, endless meetings. Overflowing inbox. I can imagine fucking Sev's creating a good story about his inbox. Oh, I can't get to email too much. You want? I bet. Yeah. I reckon he's a few, few weeks off asking for a hay account, which is like a um, a new way of looking at email. Mate, you haven't even worked out old email. Why don't you look at old email before you go to new email? Anyway, um, love you, Sev's. Uh, overflowing inbox. Unrealistic deadlines. Can't sleep. Sunday afternoon emails. No time to think. Stuck at the office. All nighters. And my probably favourite chats blowing up, <laughs> which is which is normally a brand value. And what was the takeaway? If you were to have one takeaway from that book, um, well, in the state that you were in, so it was feeling a bit bit down, bit like, you know, you were concerned about the future or just feeling mm-hmm. those anxieties of just putting feeling pressure on the yourself. weight of the pressure, right? And so this is definitely uh the antidote for that. Um yeah. and so even just reading the contents, not the thing with nonfiction is and I know I said that I was going to read some fiction and uh, Leah McClelland actually uh, sent a DM saying, love the episode, like um, definitely read fiction, mm. but I'd already gotten into this one. But the, the good thing about nonfiction, I reckon the – I might sound like a bit of a dummy here, but the secret uh, equation for reading nonfiction is reading the contents first. The contents. Okay. What well, I mean, do all nonfiction books have that? I don't yes. think so, do yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. So, but this one is like very good. I think Um, the it's things like uh, so. First, uh, it's crazy at work. A quick uh, bit about us. This is essentially just the chapters, right? Yeah. But um, I did an Insta story uh, at Josh Jansen. If you want to follow along uh, on my journey, Uh, uh, there's curve your ambition. Pardon? Where are you off to? No, nah, just like to? if you want to follow, I was I was pretty pumped about my Insta stories. I thought they were good. I was like, this is something. And a few people DM'd. It did give me anxiety to write back to everyone, so I haven't yet. <laughs> but I, it did feel good because people were like, yeah, this is great. The bits that you've underlined are refreshing. But it's like bury the hustle. Uh, uh, happy pacifists. Our goal, no goals. Don't change the world. Make it up as you go. Comfy's cool. So you get a good sense just reading the contents mm. around the type of thing that it's going to give you. Where do you land with this stuff? Because I feel like you're one to, and it's a skill of yours, to consume something mm-hmm. and then take it. So uh, the one you've been on recently is the the wigs, wildly important goals. And then mm-hmm. we speak to someone like Nathan Chan from Founder who talks about the traffic light system and he's, you know, his coach has told him that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he's implementing that. And so, great by choice land? was the book that he recommended. Yeah. I'm st- yeah, I've yeah. been reading, listening to that audio book. Good. Yeah. But where do I land? Yeah. No. Good question. I think that for me, 
I use the, even though I'm in extremes, I will use books to try and realign or just give some perspective. So I feel like say using the um, four disciplines of execution, uh, which is what you're talking about, which is talking about the wildly important goals and having leads and lags and all these different types of metrics to sort of understand your business, um, accountability meetings, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, This here just gives the other side of the coin because if you just read all of that stuff, you can think that there's no other option and that if you don't do, if you don't have a week, if you don't have all these things, you can't have a successful business. Mm. Well, if you don't have a, if you don't have a goal, you don't have a destination in mind, how, Mm. where are you going? You're going nowhere. You're driving the fucking streets. Mm -hmm. And so I did, um, I, uh, the, the goal thing I don't necessarily, so they're, they're very much, they've tried the whole, at, at uh, base camp, they tried the whole setting goals. Uh, I think that it is important for us, the goal bit, because there needs to be a central thing that we're all understanding and what we're trying to do. But I think that it's, um, the tricky bit is that we, I think that we are in the compass game. We're in a, this is the direction we, we're going in and go full steam ahead Mm. Whereas the tangible goals around revenue or the amount of downloads you have, I was speaking to one podcaster the other day um, and he was talking about growth and we were, we were chatting about how do you grow your podcast and I asked the question that you ask a lot, which is like, what is the number? What's the number that you want to get mm. to that then you'll be happy? And, and I asked yeah. that because I put it back on people that say that you don't have enough money, you don't have enough numbers to monetize. Mm-hmm. And then the qu- question to them is, well, what's the number? Yeah. And so- And most people don't yeah, have an answer. <laughs> and most people don't because that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You can make money starting a podcast with no followers if you have a good brand behind you. If you're an mm-hmm. influencer, you could probably get it sponsored for the whole thing. Or you could probably do it the other way. You got no brand, no, spot, no, no um, sort of uh, influence. But somehow you con someone into it. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a million ways to skin it. Oh, and what did, you, what did he say to you when you? When um, you uh, yeah. That? So the, yeah, yeah, wasn't sure on 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 the exact number. And so, but I think that that is the common problem. And then it's also identifying what's that number going to do for you. And it's it's not too dissimilar to if you're trying to make money. It's like if I get fifty grand, like before mm. Bree and I went away. Um, to go overseas, like we had 50 grand that we had that we spent throughout the trip. It doesn't do anything. Like it's not- and That was just you, on gelato. Yeah, 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 that was crazy yeah, in Italy. Was, <laughs> just. You, you, you're not too far off. But the but that 50, like I think that there's a lot of people who think that if I have X amount in the bank, that all of a sudden that will be where I have some level of comfort. But like yeah. we spent it all. And so what about the people that make- a fuckload of money, have these realizations and mm-hmm. then are falling back on all the cash. Then they're going, well, ah, it's obviously not about that, but then I've got all this money. Where do you think when you read a book like this that is quite impactful and gives mm-hmm. a great perspective of the other side of the coin and then you go, the situation we're in, where how does that make sense to you? How do you reconcile not having a bank account full of cash or an audience as mm-hmm. big as Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and then where do you, what do you do with that? Um, yeah, so I think that 
uh, it's not talking about it in this book, but Simon Sinek, uh, who uh, wrote the book and had the famous TEDx talk, uh, Start With Why, mm. he has a book called Finite and Infinite Games. And so Finite and Infinite Games, there's two different types of games that you basically, this is like game theory. So you have two different types of games. One of them, we know the players and we know the game. And so, for instance, uh, basketball, we understand uh, how you get three points and how all of that sort of stuff works. It's very easy to measure and you know your competitors, you know who you are playing against. Uh, Whereas what we're playing is an infinite game. An infinite game doesn't have a like uh, necessarily an outcome. It's not outcome focused. Uh, competitors can change or rivals can change over time. And it's very much about um, it's being less focused on those very specific goals. So when people say the iTunes charts or the Apple podcast charts, that's a finite game that people are playing, which is like, okay, if I get subscribers really quickly, I can then get into the charts. But then what does the charts do for you? And so for um, the finite versus infinite thing is very good because, and that was my frustration around the podcast ranker. It's trying to take something that is a uh, infinite game, which is building an audience and serving people and trying to make it a finite game where it's like every month, these are the winners. Here's the people who are on top. And so for me, what this book does, even though this isn't uh, that book, it still makes me recognize that you don't have to enter into the finite games. And so, yeah, go on. Do you think that people who... But do you think that people may have goals set around finite games, and they're not they're not willing to pursue the infinite game? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think that that's the thing. So, the difference between a finite and an infinite game is a finite game uh, can be won and lost, lost, but then it also doesn't. It can't necessarily continue. It's going. So, if you if you are playing the finite game when something like a pandemic happens, all of a sudden the rules change. And when the rules change, that game can be disrupted. We've even seen that in fucking sport. Like these things aren't immune to that. Whereas the infinite game, building audiences, serving people, all of that stuff, the infinite game stuff is transferable in any time in in life. And so I think that... Mixed in with the the why mm-hmm. uh, Simon's previous book it's like I mean that's that's a good combination if you're understanding your why then playing the infinite game mm-hmm. it's but, but then you see the challenge so what's the challenge even while you've identified those two things you know your why you know what game you're playing and it's the infinite one and then it's the you you're the thing in the middle of that that still feels everything and, and you so, can potentially get confused into thinking that you're meant to be playing the finite game or you could be judged on the finite game. So people mm. who would compare or you see reviews or whatever it is, you hear people talking about, they've made a judgment call on, it's like um, they're watching a soccer game and uh, they say, why don't they just pick up the 
why don't they just pick up the ball, the fucking idiots, right? Like there is a misalignment between the rules and that's what I feel. It's not Gaelic football, Matt. <laughs> <Yeah. It's>, uh, <laughs> but I think that that's like part of the frustration. It's like for me when I hear uh, criticism or I hear feedback, are people thinking about it in the infinite game? Or Absolutely not. are they just comparing us? And it, but I think there are people who are, but some of the things that stood out to me um, – so this, so this is, Finite and Infinite Games has nothing to do with this specific book, but to give you sort of a sense. So the book is called, it, uh, it Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. And one of the things I underlined, which is an infinite game mindset, is set out to do good work, set out to be fair in your dealings with customers, employees, and, and reality. And so if you look at that, if you focus on the finite game, so the finite game is we're going to make uh, $150,000 this month. The problem when you focus on the finite game is at what cost? Mm. At what cost are you willing to make that $150,000? Basecamp, the authors talk about, um, you know, uh, customer retention. And so one way that people can turn on t- customer retention is making it way harder for people to get out of their contract or to cancel their service. Yeah. So when you go on to Adobe or if you go on to any service, how like SaaS product, how easy is it to cancel? If it's hard, they're probably playing the finite game. They're wanting to make sure that they have the revenue coming in right now at the detriment of people who don't even necessarily want to be there. And then they yeah can't work out a cancel, so they go hard on sales to get people through mm-hmm. the trap door and then everyone's trying to work out how to get out. They fucking can't get out. <laughs> and so th- then you've got to ask. Um, and so I think that part of the friction that we sometimes feel is when people aren't playing the infinite game. They're mm. pa- playing the finite game. They're like, how do I make money? How do I, how do I monetize this relationship here or add fees here? And like, I deserve to be paid here. Like these things, mm. I think that we need to look at things holistically. I think for us, what we've done is we always come in with the posture of how are we serving people, how are we how are we supporting the people around us. And you can mm. sniff out someone who's playing the finite game mm. because it always comes back to those specific needs that they're trying to do right now, which won't necessarily serve them for the future. And then, I mean, how do you... How do you set out to do something? Because you see the people that really win are the ones that are doing what they love. They're not sleazy salespeople and they're making good money. It's mm-hmm. like they're being rewarded for this great thing that they've that, that they're putting out into the world. And so I, I see that more of a win than the hard salesperson that's just closing deals and deals and at deals. At any cost. Like, at any cost. And so... Like what, a rel- yeah. what is an actual... Like I think that what we're in is in we're in the relationships game. We're yes. in, like I'm proud of all the great people we have around us, and it's funny that our intuition, our gut instincts on these things are normally spot on. And you see, and mm. what I think um, the reason why these books are great is it's very easy to fall into the finite game when you have enough Mm. conversations with people and they're asking questions about certain things or they're trying Mm. to, you know, um, you know, growth 
for growth's sake, mm. but like, what does it all mean? So anyway, yeah, yeah I, think- I definitely recommend um, it doesn't have to be crazy at work and then also yeah. um, uh, finite and infinite games. I think the the way you were laying out that would feel better for an individual or for yourself or us takes longer. Mm-hmm. But then it's um but then if you then it makes sense if you're in if you've decided that this is the long haul, we're doing ten years of this show, it it just becomes a small portion of a ten year piece. But if you don't have that understanding of the longer play, mm-hmm. you, you that's where some anxiety can come in because you're like, I wanted all this success yesterday or one year ago and I fucking, I need to start now. I need, I need it to blow up or, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. I need to be a unicorn. And then it also, like, I think that it, um, it doesn't allow for the light and shade of things. It's all too, um, it's, it's too black and white. And so, yeah, I think, but in saying that there is, there are moments where, and this is like, um, Metamodernism, which uh, Dr. Jason Fox has spoken about on, you know, spoken to on our uh, show before. It's like you can enter into these states. So you can enter into an a finite game temporarily, or you can oscillate between finite and infinite. Like, as, but as long as you know that you are playing the infinite game. And then you recognise that this finite game won't come at the detriment, but it's actually the game that needs to be played now. That's like the little bit of the head fuck is there is there is an oscillation that can happen where you are playing at a short period of time uh, the the finite game. Mm. Does that make sense or do you think people think I'm fucking whack? Yeah, I think, I mean... The finite infinite game thing has been one that you sort of went hard on. That was mm-hmm. early, probably six months ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's simple concepts, but how do you how do you swallow them and actually digest them and make sense of it? And so, I think if you were to look at if if you are struggling to look at it, it's like what goal do you have? What is the period of time, or where are you wanting to go? How quickly is it? If it's very quick, it's probably going to slip into a finite area or it could mm-hmm. it could trip you up to play a finite game so i need money by next month how can i do it today and who can i call to ask to help me with what i need and it's like me 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 and you can and so sniff it like, a mile away right like yeah, i don't necessarily and, and so think it's effective i empathize we've yeah. done it and because yeah. it's like it's actually how can we serve our need quick smart because mm-hmm. it seems re- and but then it's like you know it's like i mean this is where the <laughs> people in religion is like giving back gives to you it's like doing things for others it's like that is that is a truth that when you shift the focus from all about me and what i need to what do you need how can i help you there's there's a reward back there's there's something that comes back to you Mm -hmm. and so it's um it's a balance there's a balance we were talking um before the show we were actually talking about it yesterday uh what dog breed would you be if you yeah, were a yeah, dog yeah, yeah oh mate it's a fun one look up dog breeds in google and you've just got a whole plethora of dogs just to swipe across the top <laughs> and so um dog breeds can i oh, yeah. pick can you, one for you yeah please pick one for me i'm just i'm just scrolling through i know what you are straight away what, what am i you're a siberian husky oh hang on wait is this a huge thing 
Saraba dog. Sarabi dog. What am I? A Siberian, Siberian husky. Siberian husky. <laughs> Mason is a Bernese mountain dog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Big cuddly fella. My mate had two of them. They were huge and they they're shed not, hair nah, everywhere. They're not huge. Bernese. Mm-hmm. Dude. Conspiracy dude. Jimmy would be a Doberman. Yeah, yeah. Dude, if you think Bernese mountain dogs aren't big, you've lost really? your I've, mind. I like, mean, they look cute. They're quite small. Dude, they come and they're like, oh, look at that cute, like, small little, like, uh, about the size of a, um, mid, you know, mid-range Labrador. Mm-hmm. And how old is that? Oh, three months uh oh, sure. where like six months time, a year's time, huge, heavy, like mm-hmm. thick set, not like a Doberman style, but just like a king size Labrador that's seventy kegs and shits the size of a can of chum. And so <laughs> what? what and I mean? So what am I? <laughs> I mean, I like because Jess called you the Chihuahua. <laughs> I'm not a, definitely not a Chihuahua. But if you want, I reckon. To, um, no, no, no! You can't, can't give it to yourself. I'll give you it. I'll give you it. A Sharpe. Okay, I'm just, I'm looking at. Um, Have you okay, looked up S H A R. Yeah, Sharpe. P E I. That's me. I need it, something that's got a bit of bitch about you. Yeah, they're all bitches. <laughs> oh my god! An Afghan hound is hilarious. An Afghan hound. I can't it's, see that. It's got long hair. What's like, GB? Georgie boy. Uh, uh, George Pomeranian, boy. yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a bit of a shit zoo. <laughs> uh, oh no, I reckon you're a beagle because you actually look quite young, kind of cute, um, very fucking across everything. You know, like a beagle sniffs out dog treats through a fucking yeah, safe. I do that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you've kept your youth. Your skin's really nice, mm-hmm. and <laughs> not your scalp, but. You know, your, skin, your facial now. skin. You've got, you got, yeah. And so, uh, you're you've, you're a beagle, mate. And then, um, so beagle. what's so what's GB then? Can we lock in GBs? All right. Um, oh, a dash hound. Because <laughs> he's the hip, he's the most hip hip person That's on true. our team. Bit the, hipster, um, dash hound. Like George, I don't think he's. Uh, you know, he doesn't go to the gym. He's not the mm-hmm. fittest guy on earth, but he's still got a, you know, reasonable rig. Is and that he, skinny um, fat? <laughs> is, he, is it just like, is he viscerally, because he looks, know. yeah, he looks lean, but he, he eats shit. He's Fucking. very lean. Um, but the, um, love to be around them. People love to be around Dutch hounds. Do you think he's got, <laughs> I don't know if George has a long enough torso to be a No, Dutch he doesn't. Hound. I mean, you don't, you don't fit the sort of layout of a beagle, nor do I of a, what was, what was, what was I? No, you did. Yeah, yours what is What am a, I? Uh, for accent, written bagel. I'm just like, yeah, I sort of look like a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, what was I? I forgot. Uh, I can't fucking remember. Did you have you heard about like so? Um, I saw on Whipper's Instagram Insta Stories a montage of news reports. Yeah. About two words when you put them together. That have been really making the rounds lately, and it's very funny. Oh yeah, great! Have you heard about this? No. What is it? So uh, words. uh, Masks. The mask debate. Say it. The The mask mask debate. The mask debate. The mask debate. Mask debate. (laughs) 
And so it I sounds it. like it, there's a montage of about 15 different news outlets, especially the, the American ac- accent. It sounds Mast- like they, they're saying Mast- the masturbate. The masturbate. That's great. Yeah. That is great. The um, On the dog thing, another fun game to do with you, mate. Uh, go around the room and you have to bark. <laughs> so you have to, you need to do a bark mm-hmm. and everyone decides what dog you are based on your bark. Should we do that now? You just do one. You you go, uh, do you want me to go? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> that was just Yeah, yeah, sure. I just I um, didn't think too much. What about do you think that so I? you were a Siberian husky, by the way. Um yes. so I think that you there were um I wasn't a Siberian husky, that's for sure. Breeze on a meeting, but I'll still do it. Um Okay. Ready? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chihuahua. What do you think? <laughs> Fucking oath. Either that or a um, Bichon Freeze, one that you get from Chadston Shopping Centre. And it's a. I don't think they do them mutt. anymore. No, no, they don't. Do, I don't think they do. <laughs> As in shopping centres? Yeah, they don't yeah, do those. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> wonder how the cinema is right. going. Oh, yeah. I've still, I mean, oh my God. Can I just say, I got a. Um, I got. Can I? Can I just see if I can get this? Can I just yeah. see if I can go get this? So he's just left his microphone. Sorry for the delay. Little sniffly nose. Do you really need to get tested? Okay, what do you got? Uh, got a got a letterbox drop yesterday. Um, can you see that there? Yeah, what is it? What is it? It's it's just a little pamphlet. Oh, it looks like, oh my God, handwritten notes being delivered to me. Um, Amy said, oh, this is hilarious. So this house that we're in just got sold and the new owners have taken over. And so the people who sold it, the the company, have nothing to do with this house anymore. Mm -hmm. They've put in the letterbox this handwritten, air quotes, Uh letter. Sorry, I missed you. I may have... I may have a buyer for your property and was hoping to speak with you. Please call me on blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then at the bottom, the best bit is it says, this is not a general street drop. (laughs) It's like, that is the finite game. Sales, 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 sales. Even try and con people that Mm -hmm. I've handwritten this and really put it in the letterbox to make sense of it all. I've had that. So I um, I think I spoke about it a while ago there's this book called the boring letters oh yeah, this yeah. Book? I talked about scotty this pape recommended yeah, that yeah to scott you. pape uh, recommended this for me to read um so uh, it's basically i mean so the if you look at the book this book cost me like 45 bucks it is the ugliest book you'll ever yeah. see right it's it's actually it was printed by amazon you probably can't see it but the the lettering is uh, all smart, like it's blurry. It, it looks like shit. And then if it's you look literally, at it, you could get it done at Officeworks. Like yeah. you could, you could just. It would be like them just printing pages and then binding them for you. Mm-hmm. And so here you go. Uh, I don't know if you can if you can read this here. Prob- uh, probably not. But there's no. a um, uh, right there. Uh, oh, yeah. it basically, it says a, a handwritten or typed address, no label. And so when it comes to preparing, if you want to get someone in from a sales letter perspective, this guy who wrote this book, he, he wrote this book in jail. He, uh, um, he sold so many of these uh, products and wasn't able to deliver on them. 
that he went to jail and oh, these no. are the letters that he wrote to his son about how to market and how to copyright. Um, it's very Jeez. interesting. But yeah, it did what, remind what me... That, he, what games he play? I mean, I think that's the... Uh, it feels like the uh, finite game, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, ends up ends up in jail. Uh, Jeez. Well, he says right. here, interestingly though, because I underlined it, some of the yeah. things I underlined was you can grab attention without cheating, without making the re- re- uh, sorry, reader feel ripped off. So that's yeah. good. But then another thing he said... Um, uh, Let's have a look. It, make, it makes a letter a little bit more personal. Yeah, it's. I, mean, I won't read this whole book, but it's very interesting. Fuck. Uh, can I just recommend underlining yep. books? In books. Yep. In gray books. lead. Yep. Pen? Pen? Uh, gray lead, just to give you options. It's good <laughs> though, because you can go, th- I could go through the boring letters and read the whole thing in half an hour, just looking at the shit that I underlined. Oh yeah, good point. So you could just quickly skim through the shit that jumped out at you. Mm-hmm. Love it. I mean, this guy right, talks about yeah, he uh, how to make money. <laughs> I just I literally underlined how to make money. You did. <laughs> he said the money is where the enthusiasm is. Yeah. Um, what are you enthusiastic yeah. about? Is that for other people or for you? Yeah, I think it's it's for you. Yeah. What, uh, what people want to buy. People were trying to give the right answer. They felt they should drink. Oh, yeah, this is that whole thing. Remember we talk about baristas? You ask a barista when they're starting yeah. to work, you know. And, what, and they, yeah, what's their coffee order? And they all say long blacks because mm-hmm. it's what you want to be seen as the, you want to be seen as the long black drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory asked uh, which Seth Godin book. Should he start on if he was to oh, read a Seth yeah, Godin book? Yeah. I um, think... Uh, are you feeling a bit down? Because then the dip's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the, the three books that I love yeah. by Seth, um, there's one called The Icarus Deception. Great and, one to start on. Yeah. and so it's literally what I started on, JoJo. And so, The Icarus Deception, I, whilst reading that, quit mm. my radio job. Mm, so, mm, I was mm. fired up after listening to oh, that and went in and quit. You you want it to fly like yeah. what is it? Is the Icarus is that? Yeah. So is? the the idea is that um, they uh, the Icarus was this fucking bird or some shit or had had wings. I'm going to fucking butcher this story, but basically they said do not fly too high because if you fly too high, uh, your wings like the wax of your wings mm. will melt and you'll and you'll crash. But then what Seth was saying was the story had actually changed. The original story said, but also don't fly too low because where it's low is where the ocean is and the um, and the, the water from the sea will make your wings heavy and you'll crash. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was talking about the um, industrial age and how over time we're getting taught to don't don't go too too high, don't try and reach. Um, for you know, ab- above you, so yeah, yeah but don't go too deception. low either. Okay. Don't go too low, exactly. Don't go too low, you'll fuck it. Um, in Greek myth- mythology, Icarus mm-hmm. is the son of the master craftsman Daedalus, the creator of the labyrinth. Icarus and his father attempt to escape from Crete by means of wings that his father constructed from feathers and wax. There you go, yeah. It's like a it looks like a you know, that sort of old, old style mythology. Man, half man, half winged species. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's sort of so. That's the a good Seth Godin book. Yeah. The other one, start there. Start there. The, the other one that changed 
my life was poke the box yeah which right. poke uh, poke the box the 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 main uh line out of that that stuck with me was pick pick yourself so everyone's yes. waiting to be picked everyone's waiting for fucking um you know channel 10 to say you're the bachelor mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> you're and on so the bachelorette it's about especially it's, it couldn't be more relevant than today but yeah, to I even pick think yourself yeah, I even think for for job interviews for mm-hmm. you know just if you want if you want to start your business yeah sure but even working within a business how do you just pick yourself to stand out and those two Icarus deception poke the box mm-hmm. and also going. yeah the dip is great and it's a quick it's a quick read if you have the audio yeah. book it's under three hours so yeah anyway was that two have I gone to if we if we were to deconstruct the two moods from yesterday and today, is this a manic episode? <laughs> like, am I, have uh, I gone Mr. from Mister ninety seven Mister ninety seven posted a video of you from one year ago mm-hmm. in the same state. Human experience is one of being up and down. What's well, cyclical and, too? Don't you think? Yeah, like, I reckon yeah. if you look at all these things happen at the exact same time, so it's like winter, fucking eating, all of those things happen, and it's like. Mm. I, f- I feel like it's just a, it's a bit groundhoggy, isn't it? But if you're asking if it was up and down, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but are you okay? Like, Have you got whiplash? Are you all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling okay. feeling good. Okay, all right. It's a it's a daily talk show. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review too, please. Yeah, on um, Apple Apple Podcasts. It's it's helpful, just because it because um, only fucking assholes are writing at the moment. No, we we've only had like. We get a couple of ratings and like negative. They never leave actually any um, information, and you can't respond to them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, spineless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and give us a review. Infinite game. Uh, yeah. See you tomorrow, guys. Have a good one. See you guys. Love you.